Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. How are we doing today, ladies and gentlemen? Once again, as we always start off every podcast episode with the 1-800-784-2433, make the call, talk to someone, or call 1-800-273-8255. That is the talk number. If you just if you just want to talk, if you just want to vent, if you just want to get some things off your chest, if you just if if you think that problems are too small, they're not. There's someone who wants to hear what you have to say. They want to validate what you feel. They want to help you uncover what you feel. Sometimes you don't even know what you're feeling. So make the phone call. There's someone there waiting. to, And, and if they're a little busy, hold, hold off a little bit. Hold up. Hold up. Just, just give them a second. Un memento. I'll be with you very soon. Uh, Thank you, guys. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad you're tuning in. I'm glad you're listening. You, you, you're sharing the, the every week. I look at the um, the stats and uh, it just more and more people are listening and tuning in and uh, writing messages. And it's uh, I'm excited and I, I'm so excited for the future uh, in terms of what I have lined up. I have some surprises for you. You all. Um, I just celebrated my birthday. I turned 43. Uh, before I even get into all that, today we're going to talk about uh, anxiety and how to add. And I know you guys are like, I've read articles. I've heard all the ways you want me to breathe. Like I got, I have some ways that you've heard of for sure. Then I have some things that you didn't even realize would help you reduce and handle and manage your anxiety. We're going to get into that in a moment. Uh, I want to tell you, I had my birthday, March 18th, which was uh, a Monday. And I had to add some work. I had a lot of uh, clients I had to train that day. And I had some anxiety. And that's the reason why I'm doing a podcast about it. I had anxiety about turning 43. And for obvious reasons, as you get older, you're just like, oh, what, what am I? What, what am I doing? What is my life about? Am I headed in the right direction? Like, you know, you realize, like, no matter how far uh, you go and no matter what you do, you're always going to feel like, uh, not always, but there are going to be times, there are going to be moments when you you question what you're doing, your purpose and your mission. And that's normal. That's part of being a person, of being alive. Uh, nobody's walking around with even the people who you think are 100% confident. They have moments of doubt. They have that. They have that Jesus at the tree moment, the the night before his uh, crucifixion, where he's just like, "God, remove this cup, remove this burden." And it's okay to feel that way. We just don't want to stay there, right? Um. So the way I didn't stay there on my birthday was um why am I why is my brain blanking oh so I looked up other Pisces who shared my birthday other Pisces my exact birthday which was like Dane Cook uh I 
think Nat King Cole and some other greats. And it just made me realize, oh, I'm, I have like this this tiny tribe of of people who are, are Pisces or March 18th. And then I looked at other Pisces. Just I just wanted to see who else shared my same astrological sign. And you had people like, uh, like I said, Dan Cook, Nat King Cole, Albert Einstein, Michael Angelo, Steve Jobs. Um, who else was there? Uh, uh, so many others. I forget. But I just remember as I was reading the list, I was like, oh, okay. All right. All right. I got I got a strong crew. These, these are some good people. They've done, they've done some things. Oh, uh, Alexander Graham Bell is also. Oh, George Washington is a uh, is a Pisces. Uh, Tony Robbins, Tony Rossi. So, a, as you start to uh, look beyond yourself into the stars, right, into the stars, um, you you realize that uh, you're connected in ways that uh, you didn't realize, and it, and it it gives your your life a. a a, a purpose because now you go oh i'm in this tribe i'm in this crew look at what they've done all right and you know and you could i could have looked at that and been like oh that's but look at what they've done I'm not, i mean i don't know if i'm doing i don't even know if i'm even coming close but uh but that's not it didn't make me feel like that at all it actually made me feel empowered like oh well, they're pisces on pisces so i i have i have that the, their courage and inventiveness and creativeness and all those things within me also if, if they've done it then i too uh am capable of and have done it just you know everybody's at different levels that's all it is so uh it made me very grateful uh, also um i got rid of a lot of things on my birthday I, you know a lot of times we, we think about what am i going to get on my birthday i was thinking what can i get rid of what what no longer serves me what no longer is of value to me. Uh, I got rid of clothes. I got rid of books. I got rid of, actually, I didn't get rid of that many books. That may be like one book. Um, I got rid of, what else? Just stuff around, I, I you know, things I had on my wall. I had, uh, I had dry erase. I just, I just got rid of stuff. I was just emptying stuff and, and like, how can I streamline everything and make things more visibly, create a more zen-like calm in my place? Um, and what else did I get rid of? There's, there's still some things I want to get rid of. And so the irony of me even doing that is um, Mercury is in retrograde. By the time this comes out, Mer Mercury will no longer be in retrograde. But up until March 28th, actually... This will come out. Uh, this will be released tomorrow uh, morning on March 28th. I'm recording this March 27th. And so it'll be the last day where Mercury is in retrograde. And during this time is the time to renew, replenish, review, and go through old stuff. And, and not the time to move forward. But come April 5th. That'll be the time. I'm talking to astrological right now. I just for a quick second, hang in there with me. Um, that'll be the time to move forward and, and with your ideas, with your thoughts, with your plans, uh, with the contracts, things like that. 
after, but you know, uh, after about April, about April 5th, then you really want to move forward with some things. You got to look that up. I can't go into too much specific detail on that. I actually, I'm going to have an astrologist on to really talk about all those cool things uh, pretty soon. So those are, you know, and, and those are some of the things I did on my birthday besides working out. I went out to dinner with friends. Uh, and so it was a great, it was a great birthday. And I'm, uh, I'm thankful to be here for 43 years. So, of course, I got to get, I got it. I got, I got what? 57 years. To, I got 57 years. I'm going to be here to 100. Um, all right. So. In recent news, one of the things I also want to talk about um, is the uh, the Parkland uh, situation. And just briefly, uh, you know, there have been some uh, we've had the, the the father and then two of the students who completed suicide. And I want to address this because. In a previous podcast episode, we talked about survivor's guilt. When you survive something that you, you, where other people have lost their lives, like the Parkland shooting, and you feel guilty, and you, you like, why, like, why am I still here and, and they aren't? Why did I survive and they didn't? And that you have to, you have to answer that. You have to, you have to find the purpose that you're still here and uh, and and why that is. Because the truth is that your existence matters, whether you know it or not. There are we talked about like there are people who look up to you, people whose lives you, you whose lives you affect in, in positive ways, people who aspire to be no matter what you're doing, even if you. Even if you you're like, uh, uh, no matter where you are in the ladder, no matter where you are in terms of social class or job positioning, there's someone who looks up to you for whatever reason. Someone who's mimicking your moves or talking the way you talk or dressing the way you dress. Um, there, there are people whose whose lives you are affecting in a very positive way. And they may never tell you. You may never know it. And it could be a something as simple as you said hi to someone. Someone was having a bad day, a stranger, and maybe you said hi. Or maybe you opened the door for them. Or maybe you, you, you gave them something and, and um, uh, you know, uh, for whatever it was. Or did them a favor and... And you saved that person's life. You gave that person hope. You made that person uh, believe. There's a story about uh, this guy who I think he was going to assassinate FDR. I can't remember what president he was going to assassinate. And as he was uh, going into the building to to set up to to assassinate the president, a, a woman stopped him and said hi and um, uh, gave him a hug or something, just random, just a random. She was just so beautiful, and she had such a light, and she just randomly just g- just gave this 
soon to be assassin uh, a hug and so much love and then he was like i can't i can't shoot the the president i can't put her uh in harm's way and so he didn't i think he went on later to do it but that day he he did not and so just know that your smile your handshake your love your um your your small um little moments of of humanity it matters to someone and and so we don't have to do these grand sweeping gestures like starting a foundation or um a hotline or 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 volunteering in south africa like we don't have to do these huge sweeping things it's the little tiny things that make a difference um i was at i went hiking uh, today, this morning, I went hiking because uh, all we're all about being outdoors in nature. And there's a waterfall. There's a waterfall, and in order for that waterfall to 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 to, to be there to take place, it's the it's the culmination of a tiny million little raindrops. Rain has to fall from the sky. Rain, little tiny raindrops have to come down, and because when it doesn't rain, that the place where the waterfall is, there's no waterfall. It's all dried up, and it's just rocks and dirt and uh, pebbles. But when there is rain, then we get this beautiful, amazing waterfall. And that, and that's how I want you to just tiny little raindrops, right? Just every day, you just drop in these tiny little raindrops, and then you get something as beautiful as the waterfall, and then a waterfall goes into the stream and then the stream goes into the dirt and then the dirt uh, uh, feeds uh, the, the then it grows sprouts the seeds and we get these huge beautiful flowers and it's just all connected but it all started with these tiny little raindrops so your, your raindrop of love and of gratitude um, keep that going your smile uh, a hello a good morning those things matter that's why you're still here Okay. All right. Um, now, all right. So let's get into the the ways that we can manage and deal with anxiety. Right now, some of you have uh, anxiety, and and maybe you don't even know it. You have you have no idea what it what it looks like. But so here's some signs that you're struggling with anxiety because it's very easy to get anxiety and depression and boredom and uh, and all these other mood disorders all confused. So here are some signs that you may be uh, anxious. One, excessive worrying. You're, you're worrying all the time. I hate saying that word. Wor- worrying? Worrying? <laughs> worrying. Um, you're, you're just constantly ruminating and thinking about it, about things over and over again. Um, and it's it's keeping you up at night, right? Two, you feel agitated. You, you just, um, every little thing, you're, you're a little jumpy. You're, um, you're, your body shunts blood away from your digestive system and toward your muscles in case you need it to fight, to run or fight. You're just like in this, fight or flight uh, type of state, right? Number three, you're restless. 
um, you you can't. You, you, it's like you're on edge. You have an uncomfortable urge to move, which is similar to uh, agitation. But what agitation is usually a little anger uh, uh, mixed in there. You know, you get that. Um, it could lead into road rage, obviously. Number four, the number four symptom of anxiety is fatigue. Because you're in that fight or flight system so much that over over time it, it it's exhausting. Like your your body, like you're you're ready to fight, you're ready to run, you're ready to uh, do whatever, and then uh, it drains you. But but what's funny is then uh, you have difficulty sleeping at night, which is another uh, symptom of anxiety. Because you're, you have the cortisol levels and your adrenaline and uh, just the back and forth right there. Uh, another symptom of anxiety is uh, difficulty concentrating. So you're just jumping from one thing to the next, inability to focus. Sometimes the anxiety can look like uh, ADHD in a classroom or... Um, uh, the, the the kids just a uh, disorderly conduct right so difficulty concentrating not able to sit and and focus for at least an hour on the task at hand uh, number six irritability right uh, according to one recent study including over six thousand adults more than ninety percent of those with generalized anxiety disorder reported feeling irritable during periods when their anxiety disorder was at its worst, right? So, uh, irri- you're you're irritable. It's just, ooh, like don't like you, like this is the person that comes in like don't talk to me. <laughs> Number seven is tense muscles. So a lot of times, like with my clients, I I'm always encouraging them to pull their shoulders down from their ears and open their hands. Like a lot of uh, my a lot of people hold their tension in their hands in their jaw. I hold mine in my jaw. Some people uh, hold them in their shoulders. A lot of people hold it in their stomachs. In their stomachs? Yeah, like you have more than one. In your stomach, which is why you people will eat. People who hold it uh, in their hands are the ones who usually want to fight. So the beautiful thing, the beauty, the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing is Depending on where you hold your tension, that is going to let you know uh, how to release it, right? So if you're holding it in your hands and shoulders, then you need to work out. If you're holding it in your stomach, then you need to lay out, meaning like lay on your back, open up. Uh, the, the tense uh, stomach muscles is just an indication that you're just balled up uh, too tight physically and so you need to open up and expand and and work on your breathing. It's about your breathing if it's in your muscles. Uh, if it's in your hands or shoulders or neck, then it's about your movement or lack thereof, right? Number eight, tr- like we talked about, uh, trouble, trouble not only falling asleep but staying asleep because sometimes you can fall asleep and then you wake up in the middle of the night and uh, you're like, why do I keep waking up at 3.30 a.m.? Well, that's anxiety, boys and girls. Your your brain was like, all right, we're going to shut down for a little bit. But wait a minute, what if something goes wrong or somebody breaks in? So then you wake back up again, right? Uh, And then you have number nine, panic attacks. So your heart, and I've had this. I've had panic attacks. And it's usually 
you know, panic attacks, they, they produce an intense, overwhelming sensation of fear that can be debili- debilitating, right? This extreme fear is typically accompanied by rapid heartbeat, sweating, shaking, shortness of breath, chest tightness, nausea, and fear of dying or losing control, right? These panic attacks can happen in isolation, but if they occur frequently and unexpectedly, they may be a sign of panic disorder, which is a whole other separate thing. And I've had panic attacks is usually when I'm about to go on stage uh, or um, even in counseling sessions, I've, I've noticed I've had uh, panic attacks. But those panic attacks in counseling sessions have been in group counseling sessions. So when I was going through my master's program, we would have to do uh, couples, uh, or, or um, not couples, but double counseling. So I'd be in the room with another therapist, and then we'd be counseling a married couple. So there's four people in the room. And sometimes there's kind of like this uh, just waiting to, to say what you want to say, and, and which is another thing where I'm obviously not listening because I'm just focused on what I'm going to say next. But but that would induce panic attacks of, oh, what if I can what if I can't say what I want to say when I want to say it? I need to get this out. And but this person's still talking, so I don't want to interrupt. Um, and sometimes the panic attacks would just happen out the blue. I'd be driving somewhere and then boom, you know, palms are sweaty. Uh, knees weak, mom spaghetti. Come on, come on. That's Eminem right there. Uh, number 10, avoiding social situations. So you have that social anxiety, which uh, a lot of people have. Some people who stay home and isolate themselves is just too anxiety provoking to be out in public. And uh, which I've had that before. And I still, like I said, I still uh, struggle with that. My workaround is if I go out in a social situations, it's for two hours or less. I set my time. I even set my timer. Excuse me. I set my timer because I recognize that if I stay longer than two hours, I start falling into some very self-sabotaging behaviors. That's where maybe I'll start drinking or uh, eating too much or saying, uh, you know, the quote unquote wrong things. It is just, it's, it, it, it just, comp- it's downhill after two hours for whatever reason. It is me trying to compensate and try to keep myself stimulated beyond uh, the two hours. So instead of avoiding social situations, you attend them, but you know, just say, Hey, I can only stay for an hour, a half hour, uh, 90, whatever your time limit is for me, two hours, I find is a sweet spot. And then adios. Uh, Number 11 is uh, irrational fears. Um, Let me see. Uh, Now, like some of the fears could be like uh, animal phobia, like you're you're afraid of a certain insect or um, like natural environment phobias. It could be uh, blood inge- injection, uh, injury phobias like fear of blood, injections, needles, or injuries. It could be situational phobias like fear of certain situations like an airplane or elevator ride. So 
you know, if you have an irrational fear, like, I, I don't know if I, what my irrational fears are. When I go hiking, I'm always worried about being bitten by a rattlesnake or a lion, um, which, you know, that those, all those things could very well happen. But the the chance of it happening are, are very slim. Um, agoraphobia is a natural fear. It's like, um, which is like the fear of uh, like using public transportation, being in open spaces, being in enclosed spaces, standing in line or being in a crowd, being outside of the home. Um, so let's get into how do we handle feeling anxious, right? That's just what we want to know, right? We know, we all know what anxiety is. We've all experienced it. But what are the solutions? How do we, the first thing I would say is make observations. Who, what, when, where? Like, who do you feel anxious around? Sometimes maybe you feel anxious around yourself. But, like, is it at work? Like, uh, who are the people that make you anxious? Who are the people that, when they call or text, you, you feel your heart rate go up a little bit? Who makes you anxious, right? Uh, what makes you anxious? Is it is it work? Is it is it coming home? Is it going to work? Is it Mondays? Is it um, like what makes you anxious? Uh, is it uh, uh, cooking? Is it a certain thing that you do? Is it the gym? Like what is it? When is it? Is it in the morning? Is it at night? Is it at lunch? Like make these observations so you can hone in. So that you can then strategize on on how to handle it. Where? Where are you anxious? Are you anxious at home? Are you anxious in the car? Are you anxious uh, at work? Are you anxious at school? Are you anxious at the at the beach? Like, where are you feeling this anxiety? And then you can start to notice a trend. And then once you you notice the trend, it doesn't become as scary to you uh, over time. All right, so that that's the main thing I want to say right there. So here are some ways, like I said, we're going to talk about ways that uh, you may not have considered to reduce your anxiety levels. Uh, number one, take vitamin B6 and iron supplements, all right? Uh, vitamin B6 and iron play a crucial role in regulating the production of serotonin in the body. Healthy levels of serotonin, which is also known as the hormone of happiness, can help you let go of negative thoughts and allow you to better cope with difficulties when they arise. So uh, sources of vitamin B6 are fish, beef, turkey, beans, and nuts. Sources of iron are quinoa, turkey, broccoli, shellfish, spinach. A lot of us aren't getting... Uh, especially spent like dark leafy greens in our diet or quinoa, broccoli. So a lot of a lot of our anxiety is just us not getting enough serotonin in the body because we're we're not eating whole foods. Fish, beef, turkey, these are all things we should be consuming naturally, not not processed versions of those. So if when you're eating processed foods, you're not you're you essentially eliminated a lot of the vitamins and nutrients in those foods. So if that's the case, take the vitamin B6 and iron supplement. 
Number two way of uh, dealing with anxiety, engage in diaphragmatic breathing. Instead of just taking deep breaths during a panic attack, you want to practice diaphragmatic breathing. When you engage in this type of breathing, your belly expands in and out instead of your chest going up and down. It helps to imagine that you have a balloon in your stomach. Take longer to exhale than inhale, perhaps inhaling for three seconds and exhaling for four. The snipers have a breathing technique called tactical breathing, where they inhale to the count of four, hold to the count of four, and then exhale for four seconds. So inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four. And if snipers are using that, uh, then, you know, I'm, I'm sure the rest of us and they're shoot, you know, hitting targets from a, a thousand feet away, then I'm, I'm sure it works. The third way we can uh, manage our anxiety is relax your muscles. Right. Another helpful uh, tactic is progressive muscle relaxation, which essentially involves doing a full body examination and tightening, then releasing each muscle group in your body. And this is something I do before I hit the stage where I just tighten my body up into this little ball and I squeeze my hand and all my muscles and my face and I scrunch it up and then boom, I let go and expand and open up. And it feels so good. Another way you could relax your muscles is uh, drinking chamomile. Drink chamomile uh you know, in the morning, but especially before bed, it it really uh, helps to relax your muscles. Take a long bath before bed. When I take my bath now, I usually take a detox bath. In a detox bath, I'm pouring in apple cider vinegar, lavender, tea tree oil, Epsom salt, of course, Himalayan sea salt, and um, baking soda. And all that is, the, and I don't do that detox bath every time, but it pulls all the, the gunk out of your system, but it's also putting in some good stuff with that uh, magnesium sulfate and the Epsom salt. Um, the other way to relax your muscles is, obviously we're going to talk about meditation, and we've talked about it that a million times. You don't have to do it for 20 minutes or an hour. Even if you do a one minute, just shutting it down. Shut it down for one minute uh, and just breathe and and uh, uh, relax and not not plugged in. Shut everything down. One minute, you're good. Uh, even hot yoga or regular yoga are ways to re- relax the muscles. Now, of course, during yoga class, it does not feel relaxing. But post-yoga, uh, you should feel uh, uh, definitely relaxed and, and calmer. Uh, the number four way of reducing your anxiety is uh, remember that you're not dying. You're having a panic attack. Remind yourself that what you're experiencing um, and the feelings it brings are normal panic symptoms. Describe your symptoms to yourself, allowing yourself to feel them so you can let them go. Instead of judging your symptoms, just acknowledge them. Remind yourself that this is simply a sympathetic nervous system response that will soon pass and this is what i've done anytime i have a panic attack i just i just talk to myself i just talk myself through it by saying my heart is beating uh 
and there's a lot of blood flowing through my heart and my body temperature is rising and you know uh and as a result now I'm, i have sweat coming down my forehead and so i'm just talking my way through what's physiologically happening and then i'll do the opposite i'll i'll say my heart is beating just a little slower it was at an eight now it's at a seven and now the blood being rushed through is a little less and so I'll, I'll, I'll reverse uh, the talk in terms of, or reverse the symptoms, and then slowly talk my way down. And it, it works every time. But the, the number one thing is just remem- reminding yourself that you're not dying, right? That is just a panic attack, which I, I get it. It feels like you're dying. It feels like the worst thing in the world. But you can talk your way through it. But first, you have to be able to acknowledge that it's even happening. Uh, the fifth thing, the fifth thing. And so I, I went hiking with a friend this morning, and the fifth thing is limit caffeine intake. Because as we just talked about, when you have a panic attack, your heart is going really fast, you feel sweaty, and caffeine can mimic those things. So if you drink too much caffeine and then you start to feel your heart uh, rate increase, you're going to think, oh, man, maybe I have another panic attack. And then the worry of of thinking you're having a panic attack could really induce a panic attack. So we want to keep those stimulants out of our system. And so in, and if your doctor is prescribing you anything and before you take anything over the counter, make sure you're, you're, uh, there, there are no stimulants in there. Talk to your doctor about anything you're taking over the counter, right? Um, and, you know, you, so you want to keep the sodas away. Uh, even chocolate has stimulants in them that can induce uh, a panic attack. Uh, number six is, so watch, you know, laugh. Watch a comedy. Call some, you know, I, I like to watch, when I feel a little anxious, I like to watch YouTube videos of just uh, just mindless, ridiculous stuff that makes me laugh, whether it's a Will Smith uh, video or uh, my stand-up comedy. No, that would be insane. But I watch that, or I watch fail videos where people are, like, just, you know, we got these uh, skaters who are just eating it, or uh, people cliff diving, and it, it doesn't doesn't go well. They, they end up belly flopping. Uh, but anything that makes you laugh, or even kitten videos, one with this, kid standing on a dog trying to get into a refrigerator which is uh i I had to it was just adorable it was the most adorable thing but uh but self-soothe with some comedy all right the next thing you can do to reduce anxiety is uh color color draw sketch uh something with your hands practice the guitar uh uh, uh, puzzles, anything, uh, but it it immediately make you crossword puzzles. Anything you can do with your hands to kind of stimulate your mind or take your mind off the task at hand um, will immediately make you feel calmer. I love doing uh, crossword puzzles. I don't do them enough, but I need to uh, get back into the habit of that. The next one, of course, we're talking about reducing anxiety. Exercise now. I hate to, I hate the word exercise, movement, act physical activity, 
physical activity. I don't think about exercise. I was talking to one of my life coaching clients today, and I was like, you're not lazy. You just haven't scheduled any physical activity because once you schedule something, then you're going to do it. But if you don't schedule it, you're not going to do it. So schedule physical activity. I don't care if that's going to the gym, if it's going for a walk, if it's uh, uh, playing volleyball on the beach, if it's even gardening. Gardening is a is a physical activity. But you have to if it's if it, if you say I'm going to clean the house, you're going to vacuum and scrub the floor and do the dishes and and do the laundry. Those are all physical activity. We need movement. If we can if we can move outdoors, even better. That's that's the and hug a tree. When I went hiking <laughs> this morning, this lady hugged a tree. She was hugging a tree, and like it was real intimate. And I was like, oh, I want to hug a tree. But then I don't want to hug a tree next to her because I was like, that's going to look weird to her. Like she would maybe she thought I was like she would think I was mocking her. But, you know, when we exercise, when we get movement, when we're outdoors, we get those endorphins and those in a serotonin and things that can boost our mood and increase relaxation and alleviate anxiety. The uh, the next thing is support. Reach out to your support network. Talk to a person who is supportive, such as a family member or friend. Avoid staring up and suppressing anxious feelings as this can worsen anxiety disorder. So this goes back to either calling the 1-800 number, uh, whether it's the uh, suicide number or the talk number, or calling a friend or a therapist or, or call an enemy. Call someone. <laughs> call anyone. And, and talk to them uh, about what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, and what you're going through. And, uh, and But somebody who is going to be supportive and not someone who's going to make you feel worse for how you feel, right? Uh, and, and talking about worrying, right, you can schedule that. Ske- be like, you know, if, you're, if, if a thought pops up, be like, you know what, I don't really have time to worry about this right now. And then schedule worry time, schedule thought time. You can call it whatever you want, worry time, thought time, uh, whatever it is. Uh, the the ship is sinking time. Schedule that so then your brain can be like, oh, okay, all right, we'll, we'll get back to that. You sure tomorrow 2 p.m.? Yeah, all right, cool. Hey, you know, 20 minutes, that's all you need. Just be like, you know what, 20 minutes later on or tomorrow or this weekend, I'm going to really sit down and strategize on how to handle this because if it's something that you're worried about and it and it keeps resurfacing then it is something that you need to address all right um the other thing you can do to reduce anxiety is volunteer sometimes our anxiety is us just caught up in 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 worrying about our own thing and and we forget about uh other people who are in need and it's, it's good to just reach out and, and help others because that could give you clarity on on what you're worried about. Sometimes, you know, it's like a, you, you go do something else and then you come back to this thing that you worried about. And then you go, oh, here's what I should do or here's how I could handle that. So um, but sometimes when we're worried about something, we close off and isolate. And it's the exact opposite. Right. We as human beings are built. We're tribal people. We love to collaborate. We love teamwork. 
We love working in groups to a certain extent, right? So when we have problems, when we have things that we're worried about, the whole point of a group is so that you can get different input and uh, and utilize the strengths of other people because uh, no man is an island, as we all know. All right. So I hope that helps. Oh, the the last thing I want to say about anxiety is if you're feeling overwhelmed, just stop. Just stop what you take some things off your plate. This goes back to uh, when I was talking about my birthday in the beginning of instead of thinking about what I could get for my birthday, I was thinking about what I can get rid of. And I understand that so many people, especially there's a lot of parents out there who have students who they're getting straight A's and they're in this club and they're doing this and doing that. And uh, they're just amazing. And their, their calendars are, um, they're, they're just, you know, there's their book with so many different activities. And that's great up to a certain extent. Even, there's even adults out there, same thing, who are just feel like just go, 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 go. And it can become overwhelming at some point. So clear some things off your plate. Start, learn to say no. I just I had a buddy of mine who wanted to work with me on a project. And it was such a, it's such a dope project. And, and I was like, this is such a great idea. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, a few hours later, I, I call him back and I said, you know what? I have so much on my plate right now. I can't give this the full attention that it deserves. And uh, I was like, I, I was like, let's let's look at, let's look at this again in December. You know, so instead of saying no. Right. Instead of saying, no, nah, I don't want to do that or I can't do that. Just say, you know what? Reach back out to me at a later date. And then see where I'm at and we can move there because it's something I really want to do. It's just not it's just something I can't uh, handle right now uh, as I'm trying to get these other things. These other ducks in a row. All right. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, We always like to end every podcast with and just remember your anxiety. uh, I I, I heard somewhere I forgot who said this and I really want to credit them. But they were like, a lot of the anxiety is worrying about if we could handle the emotion of of what could potentially happen. Like the few is the worry about the future emotion of what's going to happen versus what's really going to happen. And so when I think about that, I was like, oh, I'm just worried about emotions. I think I can handle emotions. That's fine. So. Please, you don't have to obviously do all of these things at once. Pick a thing. Be like, oh, that's interesting, whether it's taking a bath or uh, reaching out to a friend. But something that's sustainable or coloring. Do you have a coloring book? Chamomile tea. These are all very easy, cheap, uh, you know, uh, eat maybe eat more spinach. Baby steps It's not about solving it today. That's, you know, because then there's anxiety of, oh, I tried, I tried it all today and, and none of it worked. It's about slowly building up your tool set over time, right? Slowly incorporating these things. Right now we're in a Titanic and we're just trying to, we're just trying to slowly turn it in another direction, right? So we can avoid the iceberg. It's all we're doing. So don't feel overwhelmed with all the stuff. 
that I've given you. Because I hate that when there's like 12 ways to do this. It's like, I got to do all 12. No, no. Pick one, right? And see if it works for you. Uh, make the, it goes back to the observation. See what works. See what doesn't work. Some of these will work better in, in different situations. Explore that. It could take you weeks, months, years to really figure out something that works for you. Uh, but know that your anxiety is manageable and, and we can reduce it. And a lot of it we can potentially even prevent uh, the anxiety and the uh, panic attacks. So breathe, take care of yourself, and get sleep. S- I can't believe I left sleep off the list. Sleep is if, because I know for me, if I don't get enough sleep or even quality sleep, oh, forget, oh, man, I'm in so much trouble. I'm, um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not thinking well, I'm not feeling well. I might skip a workout. I, they, my anxiety is through the roof. I, I feel like I can't. Like it's just. Well, oh, we did talk about sleep. My bad. But uh, so you know, making sure that you allow time for you to get uh, a good night's sleep. And I actually, I don't know if I've done a podcast on just sleep yet. Oh, oh, maybe that will be the next podcast, boys and girls. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Oh, excuse me. Three things that I'm grateful for. One, I'm grateful for. I went to the farmers market today, and uh, I got some new, some some different greens for my green smoothie. I'm very grateful for that. I'm gonna be honest. Two, I'm grateful for. I was at Whole Foods, and this lady was sick, and uh, I I talked. I called the manager, and the manager called the cops, and the cops called the ambulance. And they were able to get to her before uh, anything uh, dire happened. But it, it was dire enough that they actually put her in an ambulance. So I'm grateful that uh, the ambulance was able to get to her before her situation got worse. And, and, and that just makes me grateful also then for, like I said, our community, our, our city, our government, our the, the first responders. So grateful for the first responders out there who, you know, I mean, you you call them and they show up and they do what they're trained to do and they save lives every day. And, you know, there's so many movies about Superman and Batman and, and uh, you know, all these different Marvel heroes. But the first responders are, um, are real heroes who are saving lives every day and, you uh, and so very grateful for them and, and what they've done. And I'm also grateful for the weather. The weather has been great. Uh, it's, it's allowed for beautiful hiking trails and flowers to bloom and uh, water to fall. And it's just uh, it's just amazing. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'm also grateful for you, the listeners. I'm grateful that you continue to not only listen to the podcast, but that you're sharing the podcast. It's such a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for sharing, listening. Uh, subscribing, rating, all those things matter. They make a difference. You matter. You make a difference. Stay well.